Welcome to The Opposite Entrepreneur, where we watch the masses and do the opposite. I am your host, Mike Regina. Aaron Owen is the founder and CEO of EEO Balance Corporation, an executive coaching business founded in 2004 that specializes in executive career reinvention coaching. Aaron partners with mid and senior level executives to advance their career and also offers a three-month proprietary process that prepares execs to make a successful and meaningful career change, including those who may be facing a forced transition. On this episode, Erin shares her expertise for how to navigate the current business environment where many are being forced to unemployment or seek new opportunities. Erin, welcome to The Opposite Entrepreneur. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of your awesome show. It's great to have you here today, and I'm excited to hear from you, uh, someone that we're in the heart of this. We just had a conversation prior to this about all the challenges that are taking place right now and COVID-19 and, and the shutdown and you know the job market. And with your expertise in this, I know our listeners are going to learn a ton. So thank you again for joining us. So Aaron, please help me understand, and I would love to know the services that you offer. Yeah, so for those people who don't know what executive coaching is, it's providing coaching services and support of an executive who wants to improve their leadership development competencies, get clear on their life vision, their work vision, and have a neutral, unbiased support in the form of a coach partner with them to reach their goals. Um, So I offer traditional executive coaching services. And I also have this awesome three-month program called Executive Career Reinvention, which is primarily designed for people in their 50s who have had that epiphany that, hey, they don't want to keep doing what they've been doing, sometimes because somebody had a serious health issue and it was a wake-up call for them. Maybe there was, I don't know, a pandemic that uh, forced them to get clear (laughs) on their priorities. Um, but I work with them so that they get the clarity and the confidence they need to rewrite their personal brand and get back out there in a different way in their career. I love that. What made you even get involved into career coaching in that aspect? would love to know more about that. Yeah. So I had been uh, coaching my business since 2004. And over time, more and more clients were coming to me saying, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, which... Sounds kind of funny when your client's 47 or 53 or 61, but there really was this moment that I was seeing it again and again in my business where I said, okay, I've got to figure out a way to support clients because the reality is if you are a senior level exec and you get a call from a recruiter, you got to be ready to say yes or no to that call, which requires clarity on what you want to do next. You know, what's your bottom line for negotiation? But for my clients, they were saying, I don't want to keep doing what I've been doing. So my process helped them get clarity on their vision for their life, what kind of impact they wanted to make in the remaining active working years of their life, and get back out there so they could be most successful in finding a meaningful, enjoyable role. I love it. I love it. I think that's great. Right. Finding your passion and then also matching that with purpose. Yes. I love, I love hearing that. So now your business, is it a regional business? Is it national? Is it international? What, what's your reach? Yeah. So my business is based in Philadelphia, but it's a virtual business model. 
Um, everybody who works in my team uh, works in other cities, states, uh, countries even, um, and my clients are all over. Majority of my clients are based in the United States, but I also have international clients. And because I myself have international experience, I've worked with entrepreneurs from Central and Eastern Europe. I've consulted with companies in all major continents, and I've lived and worked in China. I tend to uh, attract a lot of clients who they themselves are nationals from other countries, but living in the U.S. and they want to work with an executive coach that has that international perspective. Got it. What was it like working in China or living there? It was intense. So I was there in the mid 90s. And I, I like to say that for every year that I worked there, it was like three years off my life. <laughs> um, no, seriously, like the growth curve is just off the charts there. As you know, we've seen even more recent decades. Um, but the ability to not only work in a fast and enjoyable environment, but work with amazing peers and then also get to do so using another language, it just really was transformational for my on-the-job business experience and getting a sense of what it's like to work with multinational companies in a dynamic environment. Interesting. I'm sure being able to have that kind of experience has helped you tremendously with just coaching, you know, the executives that, you know, come to you for assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in theory, a coach trained as a professional coach should be able to support any kind of client. But my experience tells me the fact that I've been in different environments, I've worked with companies across industries, I've worked with execs across different disciplines and sectors means that when I ask a question, I can ask a question that's tailored much more intelligently to what's going to be relevant for, relevant for them and really mm -hmm. help them learn how to access their internal and external resources in a smarter way. Sure, sure. How about how was your business, you know, prior to COVID-19? Yeah, so my business um, has been good and steady um, for executive coaching. Um, the executive career reinvention methodology that I created about 18 months ago was just getting ramped up when all of this hit. Um, so I think there's a big question mark in terms of how this current COVID-19 crisis is going to affect me. But like all small businesses, you know, we project out cash flow looking at worst case, best case and mid case scenario. Um, and in a pipeline business, right, I'm really not going to know for three to six months what the impact is. Um, but what's exciting about the current time is it's inviting innovation. Mm. Right. And, you know, this might be an entrepreneur, like anytime you're feeling in a corner where there's not possibility, it sparks some of the best creativity. So I've been having some really exciting collaboration conversations with longtime colleagues to see, OK, how can we take advantage of this environment to not necessarily make a full pivot, which takes a lot of investment, but leverage our experience, leverage the resources, the intellectual property that we have to make a new offer in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the word leverage. And I think right now is such a critical time to do that you know, with all the different resources that we have. It's, uh, it's, it's very key to getting out, getting us out of that corner, as you said. Um, Absolutely. So, do, I mean, do you say that you're busier now, like today, now that we're like a month into the COVID-19 than you were before? Or what are you seeing right now today uh, with your business? Yeah, I I've seen probably about a 40% decrease in okay. my business right now. Um, the impact that I'm seeing really has to do with the prospect pipeline in March and how that's hitting me in April. Okay. Um, and I say that because um, clients who were ready to go sign the contract, move forward, either put the pause on to wait and see what was going to happen in their business, right? Also with their business cash flow, or they said, you know what, let's hold off. 
officially till May or June. Mm. Um, but I know that sometimes those, those clients don't go, don't come back. So I can't bank on them and I'm looking to innovate in different ways. Sure. How do you stay connected with them or how do you continue to, uh, you know, hopefully earn their business, you know, outside of, you know, after COVID-19? Yeah, sure. So because I have a virtual business model, um, I am already doing most of my work over Zoom video. Um, that's been happening for several years. You know, I used to have office space. Remember those things? There were boxes that you walked into and met people in. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, but most of the model for coaching has moved online. So that impact hasn't really been there. Um, but in terms of connecting with people, you know, it used to be that you would go to professional networking meetings, you go to association meetings, the board meetings that I, that I was a part of would be in person. So you're connecting personally and you have those sidebar conversations. Now it takes much more intentional, explicit outreach. Mm. And, you know, I have always had a CRM of some form. I have my kind of short list of favorite longtime clients, um, but I'm being much more intentional in reaching out to them. And often I'm skipping email and the phone calls and I'm texting them Mm. or I'm messaging them on LinkedIn because I'm noticing that Mm. they are overwhelmed by the number of, uh, let's say, unsolicited marketing emails that they're getting from people they've never heard of. Um, so I know they want to hear from me. And so the text message and the personal messaging is getting through much more effectively. You know, when I coach clients, we're coached, we're, co- we're focusing the coaching on their career growth, right, on their leadership development. But there's nothing that's separate from, from work, right? Everything is integrated. There's a ripple effect across all the parts, all the domains of your life. Um, so in working with a client, I'm getting to know them deeply in a personal way. I know all the key stakeholders in their home life, in their work life, you know, in their community involvement. Um, and so when something like this happens, I'm really caring about them as a human being. And I'm reaching out to them to say, what, you know, what's going on with you? What do you need? It's not to say, oh, now's a great time to hire a coach, right? Because that's... Yes. Uh, I think really, um, personally, I think it's unethical um, to be trying to pitch right now. Um, I think you really have to just focus on the relationship and cultivating people as a human being and making sure that they're they're getting through this in terms of their mental health, their physical health, and their overall well-being. Mm, love it. Love it. So, you know, obviously, many of us have been through challenges. Have you ever experienced anything like this before? <laughs> no. No. The, the thing that's it really feels most similar, honestly, Mike, was when I when I quit my corporate career mm-hmm. because you know I resigned uh, spring two thousand four. Okay, so we know two thousand eight, two thousand nine was coming, mm-hmm. but you know at the time I was a consultant in an international consulting firm. We were focused on people issues through change management, and often what gets cut first, you know, in a budget when things start to see economic downturn are the softer side of things. So talent development, anything extra on leadership development. So that industry was already being impacted in 2002, 2003. Um, And, you know, being inside a company that's going through rounds and rounds of layoff, no matter how secure your own job is, it's so stressful, especially when you see some really treasured peers um, having to be let go. So that was the time when I decided I don't want to wait and see what happens to me. I've had some other thoughts about what I want to do with my career, my life. I'm going to take the reins into my own hands and make the choice to resign. So I think like it was for me as an inspiration to start my own business. And I think that coming out of this current crisis, we're going to see a lot of people get clear about following a dream, going in a direction they've thought about for years, maybe even decades, and finally taking a risk. And that includes business owners that maybe have had an idea for 
a new service line, a new product line, or even an additional business that they wanted to start, they're finally going to go, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this time where I'm forced to be on my house, stuck with my kids, my my loved ones, uh, maybe some people I don't want to be spending this much time with. Um, they're going <laughs> to channel that creative energy and create something new for, for the world. No, I, I love it and agree, right? I mean, it opportunity, keeping that growth mindset, and then identifying, right, in, in this time, uh, you know, when it's slow, it's time to grow. So hopefully people use this as an opportunity for that. What adjustments are you making with your current clients right now? Yeah, so the focus of coaching is changing, right? What what is this, What's at the center of the conversation? Um, certainly, there's a lot more consideration about resiliency and managing uh, during uncertain times. So for a leader who's leading a company who's on a C-suite team, right? how do you show up as a leader? How does that need to adapt and change given the current circumstances? Um, some leaders are going to need to change their style, mm. right? You don't want to be sitting, uh, sitting at the the front of a house that's on fire, having a collaborative conversation about how do we think we want to approach this fire? What's going to work well, right? You need to step into a much more like take charge directive role when you're in crisis. At the same time, everyone is human, right? We all have this ripple effect into our personal lives, whether or not we know somebody who's been diagnosed with COVID-19 or they're, um, they're being affected in that way. You have to lead from the heart so some, some of my clients, they're much more comfortable with that. So we're just expanding their competency base. But some of this is really new for them and they've got to stretch beyond their current comfort zone. So coaching is supporting them differently in that way. And then for clients that are really looking to make a change, make a pivot in their career, the coaching conversation has been accelerated, right? Mm. To say, okay, this was previously a nice thing to be exploring on my own timeline. Now the current circumstances are forcing prioritization and clarity to happen at an accelerated pace. What would you say is like an example of someone going from working or owning a business in this industry to going into this industry, right? Doing something completely different and finding and fulfilling a passion and a purpose that they may have. Because I think it might be good to inspire others to hear that, hey, you can go from this industry to that industry. Yeah, yeah. So I would say in normal times, it's easier to do a much bigger pivot. Um, if you're starting a business, certainly you can start a business um, anywhere you have basic competency and capital to do so. Um, but more, more likely, you know, what you're going to see here is people who are making a slight veer. Okay. So I like to call it a bridge role, right? So you have, let's say you have a career with a legacy of years in banking. And you decide that you don't necessarily want to be in banking that much longer. It might be easier for you to take a different kind of banking role short term that's going to give you greater flexibility to build out your network and explore moving into something different. Same thing goes for somebody who's been a long time, say, in the insurance industry, right? Probably easier for them to stay within insurance more broadly and make a, maybe a discipline focused role. So maybe they grew up on the business growth side of the house, but they really want to shift over to more talent development or hiring. Um, they've got the business knowledge, the industry knowledge to do that. But then after they've done that and got some more years and uh, kind of bullet points on their resume, then they can make a bigger pivot that goes out of their industry. Love it. The what so just you know in terms of tips you know I would love to get your your thoughts you know what top three tips would you give to executives who are seeking new opportunities or those you know have been laid off you know due to this crisis? Yeah, I think it's a really really smart to focus where there's growth, right? So I had a conversation recently with one of my 
good friends. Uh, she's the president, owner, co-owner of KG Tiger. Her name is Rosanya Holt. And she said, yeah, of course, like requisitions for hires are down 35 to 40%. But where's their growth, right? Pharma is growing. Um, biotech is growing. Government jobs are growing. Um, and, you know, maybe we're not looking at the executive level to, um, to take advantage of growth with drivers and delivery, but, you know, those businesses themselves are growing. So strategic leadership in the companies that are seeing impact in grocery industry and delivery industry and so on. Um, so take your dream, what you're passionate about, look at your strengths, look at your network and where is there growth in the industry? Direct your efforts there because you're going to have more opportunities sooner in those areas. If, however, you're really committed and dedicated to an industry that's having a pause moment now or maybe a, a short-term downturn, then give yourself the chance to, to draw out the length of your runway. Um, I did a, a webinar last week with a couple of financial advisors, friends of mine, and the, we shared three strategies on the call. So one is to always be thinking about your opportunity fund, like your emergency fund, mm -hmm. which, okay, let's say you just got laid off. Okay, maybe you're not going to be able to build up that, that opportunity fund too quickly. But if you're not yet laid off, or if you have a longer uh, period of time, maybe you can think about money that you can draw down in terms of your investment strategy to use in different ways. Um, the other strategy that I shared was around knowing which micro economy you currently exist in and figure out if you can change lanes. Can you change the micro economy that you play in? And by that, I mean, you're probably used to spending a certain amount of do uh, dollars on a pair of pants or on a suit, right? Um, I showed on the webinar picture side by side of an $800,000 suit and a $59 suit. And there really isn't that much difference. Like we can argue about brand value and fabric and all of that. And, the, you know, the, the Italian, you know, who made it for you. But seriously, you might be in a position to maybe spend $150 on a pair of pants now instead of $500. It helps you to change your microeconomy lane. Um, and if you're a business and you used to spend, let's say, I don't know, $25,000 on a new website, maybe this is the time where you can look at spending $2,500 on a website. Do you really need all the bells and whistles? Can you go with somebody who's new to website development, who's got great talent rather than the established company? Um, there's a lot of ways to expand the options that you have when you can really understand where you play in the economy and make a change. And then lastly, we talked about the importance of vision. Right? If you don't have a clear idea of your destination, where you want to go in your life, in your career, someone else is going to get you going in a direction you don't want to go in. So you've got to take the time to clarify what's most important to you, what elements need to exist in your career and your life, and then use those as factors that help you screen decisions and look at how to leverage your network so that you can open up the opportunities for yourself that are going to align best with your own vision. I love it. I think networks are so critical and, you know, just how about yourself? I mean, what is your take on networking? I mean, to be intentional, you know, these people should be focusing on networking. Like, what are some of the ideas that they can do right now just in terms of networking? Yeah, you, you first have to analyze your own network to understand who's in it, what roles can they play for you, right? What resources do they have at their fingertips, including, you know, second degree, third degree connections that you can access through your first degree connections. And then I tell clients to divide their networks into three tiers. If you are exploring what's next in your career, there's going to be one tier where it's safe for you to have the exploratory conversations when you're not yet sure what you want to do. 
those are the people who are happy to have the wide open brainstorming conversations. And you're not putting their relationship at risk by coming in with some question marks, right? Second tier, those are the people that you're going to talk to once you know what you want to do, but you're really looking to brainstorm where can you play that game, right? You're going to ask those contacts, who do you know who has a role that looks like this, right? What industries or company contacts do you have where I can talk to them about what's a day in the life of this kind of work? And then your third tier contracts, those are like, okay, there's an opportunity available at the ABC company. Who do you know there so I can get an internal reference, right? So there, you have to really analyze your network to know who's in it and then use it really smartly so that you're not over over contacting people um, that are really high value for a later stage in your exploration. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So how about yourself? I mean, you know, what are you doing personally to stay sharp uh, and, and weather the storm? Yeah. Um, I, I have what I tell my clients are my P4, my pers- my personal performance platinum practices and my P4. Um, there's quite a long list, but the most important thing right now has been my meditation practice. Um, I had it before I've had it for years and years and years, but who is it critical now? Um, it's helping me start the day with clarity, feeling grounded so that I am more strongly anchored and less likely to get blown off course by listening to a news update or being on the call with a client when they've got a lot of turbulence going on in their life. Um, so meditation is right at the top of the list. Um, of course, staying physically active, right? I'm not able to go to my trainer's gym in person, but we've taken our classes online to Zoom. It's not as ideal. You know, maybe I'm substituting some large cans of tomatoes instead of my two pounds weights. No, I'm just kidding. But um, definitely using my like 20 pound kettlebell more than I used to. Um, So you got to stay physically fit. Um, And I absolutely love time with family. So we're getting much more creative around when we're off screens. What are we doing together? And I have to say that last Saturday, we had a brilliant day. Um, we turned our third floor master bath into an at-home barbershop and spa with spa music. We had a, a foot washing sta- station with essential oil. We just made a lot of fun with it. And then we ended the day, long, awesome day, with family game night where everybody dressed up in a ridiculous costume. We played a brand new game. So you just got to have fun with it. And at least one day out of the month, you have to pretend that you're that kind of parent that they write about, um, you know, in a magazine, because I'm definitely not that kind of parent every day. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, I, I would love to get some other tips. I, I, you know, I'm always reaching out to other, other families. Hey, what are you guys doing? Like we're walking down the street and we're, we're seeing people play pickleball. Like it, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, people, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you guys must have just bought that. Cause there's no way I've seen you guys be playing <laughs> out here and I've been living next to you for years. So people are getting creative, you know, right yes. now. Yeah. So, there's definitely a lot more baking happening at our house and you know, there's all kinds of moms in the world. I am not the kind of mom that's making, making cookies with my kids or being crafty, but there's definitely been more baking at our house. And I did actually sneak out to Target last week and got sidewalk chalk and tape. So we did some little sidewalk chalk art on the front sidewalk. And my neighbors, I could tell that they were laughing at me because they had never seen me do anything like that. But you know what? When life gives you lemons, you got to make lemonade, right, Mike? 100%. 100%. So what's, what's a fun fact of, you know, of Aaron Owen? Fun fact. I think most people know that I speak Chinese, so that's not really that interesting or different. Um, most people don't know that I trained as a Reiki master. Which what is that? 
what is Reiki? It's not a martial art, although that would be super cool if it was. Um, Reiki is universal healing energy. So I was okay. trained to be able to, to channel universal healing energy mm-hmm. through my hands to... Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm a healer personally. It just means that I'm able to channel the energy, which invites the other person's body to heal itself, to accelerate yeah. its own immune system. So that's kind of my version of direct and long distance prayer um, that I'm able, I'm able to give to friends and family and sometimes clients who ask for it. That's excellent. That's excellent. I love it. So do you have like a quote that you want to leave for our listeners? I love that. Like um, that famous quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't mm. take. Yes. If there's a time right now for people to get clear about the shots they want to take, this is it, Right. What are you lining up? Like, what ball are you choosing? What are you wearing to make that shot? Who are the who's in the crowd, like supporting you, encouraging you? Like, I love that quote. I think it's so fitting right now. I, I think it is spot on, and couldn't agree more. I think some of the things that I, I've taken away from uh, this podcast today is, you know, direct your efforts, uh, you know, towards your strengths and your existing network uh, networks. Um, I love the micro economy, uh, you know, approach, you know, where you're, you're basically doing things with purpose and intentionality, uh, vision, you know, getting a clear idea of, you know, your destination and that helps you make, you know, you can, you're able to screen decisions and whatnot. And then lastly, finishing strong, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. So thank you so much for today. And, and your time, I've learned a ton and I appreciate that. I know our listeners are going to learn a lot. Where can our listeners connect with you further? Yeah, I'm on very active on LinkedIn, Aaron Owen, MBA. Watch those letters. And then my website is my name. So it's E-R-I-N-O-W-E-N.com. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being a part of the Opposite Entrepreneur today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time on The Opposite Entrepreneur.